Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited. We are officially in 2022. I cannot believe it. We are in another year. Um, I'm pumped. I'm excited. And I really wanted to kick off the new year with a podcast, an episode that's really going to just simplify sales and really help you this year really enter in to a sales uh, matrix where you feel that, um, you know, sales feel easy, they feel good, they feel so serving, um, they feel like they're coming from your soul versus sucking the life out of you. Um, I want you to really step in and lean in to what I'm going to talk about here today because sales is actually the easiest part of business. And it's it's crazy because the people that I work with and the people in my community and the people I talk to, um, they're not generating a lot of sales or they're having a really hard time with sales. And they're doing all the other things, but the sales are just not happening the the way that other things are, right? Like they are creating offers and they have all this creativity and everything in the business seems to happen except sales. And the thing is, is that sales is the easiest part of running a business, right? That's not actually the hardest part of business. Um, Sales is the easiest part. The problem is um, it's what we're focusing focusing on and it's the way that you think sales is. That is the missing link. That's the piece that people don't understand. That is the thing and the reason why sales can feel hard, why sales can feel challenging, why it feels like it's an obstacle, why it feels like all the other things are pretty simple, but sales is so hard. Uh, I do all the other things, but the sales don't happen. Or I feel all these feels about sales, but I could do all the other things really easily. The problem, the missing link is that you don't understand what sales is. Therefore, you don't understand how to effectively do it. And my job, my entire existence, is to help you understand it. When you understand what sales is, you can effectively do it, okay? And so my job on these episodes, um, in my Facebook community, on my Instagram, um, all the places, all the things, my email list, all the things, my job is to help you understand what sales is at its core basic level, as it is, without anyone interrupting its natural state. When you understand that, sales is no longer your challenge. It is no longer the big elephant in the room. It's no longer this thing that you resist and you have all these negative feels about and it's hard and challenging. Sales become almost like a back burner. It's like they just happen. They're very simple. They're easy. You understand them and you know how to do it. But when you don't understand it, you don't do it effectively. And this is where we see entrepreneurs get into a tailspin. They go down these rabbit holes. And I see entrepreneurs who have spent years, not weeks, not months, but literally, guys, years struggling to even make $100,000 a year in their business. Years. Can you imagine? And maybe that's you. Maybe you're sitting here saying, oh my God, that's me, right? Some of you might be here and you're like, oh oh my God, I hope it doesn't take me that long. And some of you are saying, that's me. That's me. I've been doing and been at this for years. And somehow sales still seems to be the hardest part of my business. So 
stay tuned, guys. Subscribe to this podcast. Get into my Facebook group, Sell on Social, Six Figure Sell on Social. Go find us in Facebook. Um, I'm on Instagram, underscore Ian Keeney. Um, you know, grab some of my freebies, get on my email list. These are the things that I teach you. This is my content. These are the types of things that we talk about. Um, rather you are a person who tries to avoid sales or you just have some resistance or you have some negative feels at the end of the day, if you operate a business, if you run a business, if you are a business owner, your number one skill set should be mastering how to sell. You cannot have a thriving business. You cannot have a sustainable business. You cannot have a profitable business. You cannot make money in your business if you don't know how to sell or if you struggle with selling. And what I'm going to encourage all of you to do who are listening to this and you're like, I just feel this. I want you to stop chasing strategies. I want you to erase from your mind that the next thing that this person comes out with or the next secret little strategy or that little tactic right there that I don't know or don't have or someone else has it and they haven't told me. That's the answer. I'm going to be the bearer of bad news and I'm going to tell you it is not the answer because sales is not a strategy. Sales is a skill set. You need to equip yourself with sales skill set. You need to know how to sell. You need to understand sales at its core basic level in order to effectively do it. Otherwise, you're chasing strategies, which is marketing, it's not sales, and you're hoping, which hope is not a strategy, that something that somebody teaches you or releases to you or that you download or that you buy or that you sign up for is gonna be this secret answer to all of your struggles for the past weeks, months, or years. All of a sudden, this magical thing that someone just created for you or shared with you or is selling to you or is offering to you or whatever, it landed in your you know, newsfeed from a Facebook ad or it popped in your email list today and oh my God, the light bulbs go off and all this magic happens and this is the secret sauce that you've been looking for for all this time that no one told you. Come on, come on, you are smarter than that. You are smarter than that. That doesn't even logically make sense. It's not true. I need you guys to just stop chasing this thing that you think someone's hiding from you or that you think that's going to be the thing that's going to do it for me. I'm here to tell you it is not. And you will spend more weeks, months, or even years chasing strategies and tactics. But if you don't know how to sell, those things will not work. Period. There isn't a magic formula, guys, to change that. The answer, the solution, you need to focus on your sales skill set. You need to learn how to sell. You need to start leaning into sales and saying, I need to educate myself. I need education on sales. I need to educate myself on how to sell. I need to know how to do this. Otherwise, the strategies don't work. And that is why you'll see that everyone uses different strategies and everyone has a million strategies because they all work. Every single last one of them work. Every strategy that you are attempting in your business right now, here today, this week, this last year, this last month, every single strategy that you are attempting right now or ever in your your time in your business, they all work. Now, whether they worked for you or not, that's a different story. 
but they all work. And the reason they may not be working for you or working at the level that you want them to is because you don't have strong sales skill set. You don't know how to sell effectively the right way. And that's why those strategies may not be working for you, or they may not be working as good as you would like them to, or that you see them working for other people. That's not a strategy problem. No one has a strategy problem. We have a million strategies and they all work. For God's sake, we don't have strategy problems. There's more than enough strategy to go around a billion times. Every single strategy works and there's millions of them. You could pull any strategy in the world and it can produce results for you if, if you know how to sell effectively. This needs to be understood because this is the biggest missing link in this industry today is that people don't understand the difference in strategy, which is marketing, and then sales, skill set. It's not a strategy. It is a skill set. It's a skill set a business owner has to have. And so many entrepreneurs, I don't know the percentage, but I'm going to tell you it's probably pretty close to 90% of entrepreneurs don't have sales skill set, have never invested in a sales program, education, or training, um, have never spent time uh, indulging in becoming a sales ninja, a master at it, fully adopting all of it and understanding What is it and what is it not? And how do you do it effectively? Because most entrepreneurs are too uh, infatuated with building a funnel and building a course and automating and what should my business model be and and vanity metrics and how many people should I have in my group? Should I do a group? Should I do this? And you're chasing a billion strategies, all of which work, but they're not working for you because within those strategies, they only work as good as the person using them. And in order for those strat- for any strategy in this entire world to work, we need to effectively know how to sell it, okay? You need to know how to sell it. So I want to start this podcast, this episode with that because I can't say it enough. It's just not getting to the back of the room. So I'm yelling it today. I am saying it loud and proud and I'm telling you that your sales will change and become the easiest part of your business when you stop chasing strategies and tactics and you start learning how to effectively sell on a core basic level. This isn't rocket science, guys. It is science, though. It is science. Sales is science. It's a skill set, but it's not rocket science. It's very easy to do. You just need to put the time and energy and your focus on this is my problem. I have a billion strategies. I've tried all of them and none of them are doing what I want or need them to do. That is not a strategy problem. That's a sales problem. If you're doing this and you're not generating six or multiple six or seven figures, it's a sales problem. There's not a strategy in this world that can replace sales. You have to know how to do that, okay? Um, So let's talk about some simple shifts that you can make today to increase your sales, whether you're doing a launch or you're not launching, Uh, you're doing a conversion event of some sort, or you're not. It doesn't matter. Sales is sales. 
let's just talk about some things. So I think that oftentimes as business owners, it can be easy to complicate sales, right? We're looking at vanity metrics. We are comparing our thing to someone else's thing. And we're identifying our success with the number of sales or lack thereof that come in each day during or or not during a launch, okay? Now, I'm a huge fan of metrics. I always reverse engineer everything. Um, I have whiteboards and big post-it notepads all over my walls. Um, I even have a spreadsheet that will auto-calculate my numbers for me if I just plug them in. I'm very, very much um, aware that metrics are important when you are reverse engineering your goals, okay? Um, so I'm a huge fan of this, and I always, I always reverse engineer everything. And one of the very first things I do with my clients in or out of any sort of launch or conversion event is run their numbers with them. I run their numbers, right? Because it is critical for you to understand what different numbers mean. The, the numbers are not all equal, guys, right? So for example, leads, leads are not the same as a database. And in fact, they are nowhere near the same thing. They are nowhere near the same thing. Just this one thing, just not understanding that alone can get you into trouble when it comes to your sales. If you think that leads and a qualified database are the same thing, that right there is like you definitely are losing a lot of sales if you think that. So just that one little misunderstanding, um, they are nowhere near the same thing. A lead that is qualified, right, is not even close to the same as a lead that is not qualified or hasn't been qualified, right? So understanding all of these things play a huge part in deciding on and identifying your metrics against your sales goals. When you're reverse engineering your goals, if you don't understand what you're reverse engineering, what good is it doing for you? You're setting yourself up for failure because you don't you don't know how to sell effectively and you don't understand the meaning and the difference in the things you're reverse engineering or the things that you're, the goals that you're creating. If you're just creating goals and you don't understand the meaning of them, you don't understand the difference in them, and you don't understand how the metrics are actually not the same, you can get yourself into some big trouble, right? That's dangerous. It's, you're playing with fire there, right? So I also love breaking down the average percentages of different conversion rates for your different databases. So for example, a warm lead that's been nurtured and qualified is going to convert a lot faster and a lot easier than a cold, unqualified lead, right? And I say this and a lot of you are like, yeah, duh, you know, like no kidding, Anne, obviously. No, it's not obvious because if it was obvious, then more people would be making more money and we wouldn't have this big trouble. We wouldn't have this big obstacle. We wouldn't have this big challenge. If this was obvious, then this wouldn't be, sales would not be a problem. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast. This would not have even got your attention. You wouldn't even have any interest in learning how to generate more sales if this was obvious. It's not obvious. If it was obvious, we'd be doing it and sales would not be a problem, right? So when people are like, yeah, I, I get that. I know that. No, you don't. Or this wouldn't be an issue in your business. You'd have a different issue. This would not be your issue. Um, a lead on your email list or that's registered for a workshop is going to close much higher than a cold unregistered lead who hasn't raised their hand. Groups convert differently than emails. 
And emails convert differently than DM conversations. They have their own percentages, actually. So when you're running metrics and you're running numbers, your numbers are going to look different based on your different databases, right? So this is, I mean, this is critical. If you're running numbers, reverse engineering goals, and you don't know this stuff, and you don't have these actual metrics and these numbers, I mean, it's a disaster, right? All of these numbers are very important, right? Um, They're very important numbers that as a business owner, you should know these very clearly at all times. I never head into any sort of launch or any conversion event without knowing these numbers. These are the numbers that are written all over my my whiteboard and my big post-it notepads on the walls and inside of my spreadsheet that calculates. These are the numbers I'm running. I'm running different variations of conversions and percentages based on my different databases and where they're at. And so my numbers look different every single time I run them and they look different inside of each of my databases. They are not the same thing, right? So it's it really backs in knowing these numbers like specifically, it, it helps you back into the actions that you need to be taken to produce an actual ROI, right? So in order for me to produce a 10K month, a 20K month, a 50K month, a 100K month, whatever your goal is, in order for you to do that, you need to know where every single person and penny are going to be coming from within your different databases. How many do you need from each of your databases? And you need to know. Otherwise, you're just, you're, you're doing the spray and, 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 you know, the spray and pray tactic, you're hoping. And that is not a strategy. So all of this to say, metrics are so critical, guys. But, but, and there's a huge but here. You don't want to get lost in vanity metrics and then start making impulsive decisions based on those vanity metrics, right? Or those vanity numbers. You've got to have a plan. You need to be strategic. And you need to be consistent in following the actions that lead to the results that you want, even even when the metrics are not adding up. This is so important. It's a huge part of what I do with my clients is really creating a roadmap, a plan, a very simple plan that you can follow, the busiest of the busiest can follow, um, to back that backs into actual metrics that you've run and you know exactly what you need to create an exact outcome. And then you follow those actions regardless of what vanity metrics are telling you. And so an example of this would be, let's say that we grow your, your Facebook group or we get the amount of registrants that you need inside of a launch or a conversion event in order to produce X sales at the end of it. Let's say we run all the numbers, we play it all out, we have all that data strategically and intentionally and factually. We have all that data, you know exactly what you need to go do, you start doing the actions. Let's say week, you know, day three into your live workshop, you say, oh my God, my numbers of live viewers has dropped and we don't have as many people showing up on our live. Oh my God, this launch is a flop. It's failing. This sucks. I shouldn't be doing live video. I must have to put out more content. Maybe I should lower the price. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I need to send more emails. Maybe I should run some ads and get more people in here. And you start going down a freaking rabbit hole of hell. And here's the thing. That is impulsive. Because you're making those decisions 
based on a vanity metric. You're basically saying, oh my gosh, one day out of my thing, one day, the, the amount of people I want to see live did not show up. So now this is a failed launch. This sucks. And I need to do 20 million other things to make up for that. That's not strategic. That is not intentional. That's actually not even effective because you're basing everything off what you think things should be. And you are, are not staying focused. Okay. You're not focused. You're getting desperate. You're getting attached. And these are all things that don't align with sales. None of that energy aligns with producing sales. Okay. Um, so that, that's an example of what I'm saying when, yes, you need to do your metrics. You need to know your database numbers. You need to back into these metrics in order to produce a result. Anybody will tell you that. Um, however, you don't want to get attached or focused on vanity metrics. Okay. Those are not the same things. So today, though, what I want to talk about now that I've got that out of the way, I want to give you just a few simple shifts that you can make to start increasing your sales, whether you're doing a launch or a conversion event or you're not. It doesn't make a difference. These are things you can start doing today. So the very first thing that I want you to do, um, and this is what I do with my clients, and I do this. Um, I want you to do an offer audit. I want you to actually look at your offer and I want you to ask yourself, if you really love it, does it excite you? Would you buy your offer? Would you buy your offer? If you were selling yourself your offer, would you pull out your credit card and would you make the, de the deposit? Would you make the investment and get excited and sign up and indulge and lean in and join your program and actually work your program? Would you do that? Um, and then I want you to kind of check in, like, what do you love about your offer? What do you not love about your offer? So what do you love that you want to amplify even more and spend more time on, um, talking about and, and just, you know, um, in, improving. And then what do you not love so much about it? What needs to change or go away or just be eliminated or whatever? Um, and is it something that your audience, is your offer something that your audience has been asking you for or, or is it something that you think they need? Check in with that guys, check in and be honest about that. It's a huge one. And then I want you to look at your model, your business model and what it is that you're creating. Does it align with your soul? Does it align with what you believe in and stand for? Is it your true genius? Are you staying in your lane or are you everything to everyone because you're so desperate for sales? Does it support the lifestyle that you truly want? Because the universe is going to give you whatever you ask for. So if you're asking for 100 clients, but 100 clients are going to stress you the F out and you're going to die trying to even serve them all and you're not set up for it and you don't want to be on calls like that. And now you're you're inviting people to one-on-one, -on -one, but you don't want to be tied on one-on-one -on -one calls all the time. Um, or you're creating a group program and you don't want to get trapped into a big group program or whatever it is, whatever it is. You need to make sure that what you're doing is aligned with what you're asking for. If you want to have a specific type of lifestyle, you need to build an offer and a model that is going to support that. Otherwise, it's mixed signals. It's not going to work because ultimately it's not what you want. It's what you think you need to be selling. And I'm going to tell you flat out, if you've been listening to my podcast, you go back a few episodes where I talked about a part one and a part two of shutting my business completely down in 2021. I shut my business down. I became an employee 
Um, and I stopped my business, every single part of it. I let my team go. I let my offers go. I let all my clients go. I shut down my websites. I shut down my socials. I did. I, I was done. I was gone. Like it didn't happen. Um, I let everything go and I became an employee. It was an entrepreneur. I was still an entrepreneur, but I was an employee for another entrepreneur company, right? And part of why I did that. Um, I go into it. I'm not going to go into it here, but go back and listen to those episodes. I explained to you, I was building a business model, a structure, an offer, a model that did not align with me. It was not my truth. It wasn't my genius. It was not my vision of what I saw for myself. It wasn't something I was in love with, even though it was making me a ton of money. uh, I was doing very well. I was doing very, very well. I was making great money. My clients were getting amazing, like 500K, like half a million dollar years. Like they were doing great. They were doing half a million dollars in under a year with me. It was phenomenal, but I didn't love it. It wasn't my vision. It wasn't what I saw for myself years to come. It didn't support my lifestyle at all. So again, guys, you really need to be doing this. This is a very important part of this process. So if you're trying to sell something you're not, your soul is not in love with, it's not truly your creation and it's not something that supports the lifestyle that you want to have and you're just doing it because of insert all the things, right? My coach said to, my mentor said to, 10 other people I know are very successful with it. So-and-so has been having success. I think it's what people want. I think it would be the easiest. Um, I feel like it's what I'm supposed to do, whatever that needs to change because you're going to have a hard time selling it. Okay. Remember that selling is solving a problem. So if you're solving problems for people you don't truly love, if you're solving problems that you're not a specialist and expert at solving, that's a problem. That's out of integrity. No one should be selling a solution to a problem that you have not 100% multiple times solved for yourself already. If you are telling people, I can help you get to 10K months and you haven't made 10K months and you're not making 10K months and you're struggling to make 10K months, you should not be teaching people how to make 10K months. If you are teaching people how to lose weight and you are overweight and you cannot lose the weight and you don't know how to lose the weight and you've tried unsuccessfully multiple times, that's not what you should be teaching people. If you are teaching people how to do something or learn something that you haven't done or learned yourself successfully, then you should not be teaching it to other people, period. I don't care what anybody else tells you, that is out of integrity, okay? If you have mindset stuff that you're not able to get over, then you should not be telling other people you can help them with it because you cannot help someone do something you've never done yourself. You cannot help someone do something that you have tried unsuccessfully to do for yourself, right? We have to stay in integrity. And that that is one of my biggest lessons in 2021. I was so out of integrity because I said, I know enough to get me in trouble. I know enough to teach it. I know enough about it to teach it. But I wasn't doing it successfully myself. And I was building a model and being someone that wasn't true to myself. And that that is what led me to shutting my business down to begin with. I needed a complete reset. I needed a self-fucking check-in because I was so off course. And that is why I'm so, so, um, uh, like 
committed and serious when I tell you guys um, this is a big problem in the industry and it needs to stop. It needs to stop. Um, okay, number two, audience growth. Okay, one of the fastest ways for you guys to get more sales or to boost engagement um, with your current audience that you already have, one of the fastest ways um, is, is to grow your audience every single day. I recommend to my clients that you grow your audience by 10 to 20 people per day. If you do not have 10 to 20 people coming into your audience, email list, Facebook group, Instagram, whatever it is, 10 to 20 new people per day, you're probably going to have slow sales because it's a numbers game. And I don't care how you slice and dice it. You're not changing the numbers. The numbers are numbers. Business is a numbers game. In order for you to produce a result, the numbers, the formula needs to make sense. So in order for you to consistently generate sales every day, you need 10 to 20 new people joining your ecosystem every single day. So um, most entrepreneurs are not doing this, okay? Um, they don't have a system in place to grow their audience every day. And what most entrepreneurs are doing is what I call the spraying and the praying. This means that you are creating a boatload of random unintentional content and you're just throwing it into up into every single platform. And then you sit in back hoping that it clicks with someone somewhere and that you produce a sale. And hope is not a strategy. Spraying and praying does not work. That is not, if you're doing that, I'm going to ask you and really encourage you uh, to stop doing that and not don't don't start 2022 doing this stuff because this this is not effective. Um, now I do want to be very clear on this audience growth thing because there's this little thing happening in Facebook groups these days and I'm a huge fan of Facebook groups. I don't care who you are. If you are on Facebook, if you are using Facebook, you should be in Facebook groups and you should have a Facebook group. Period. End of story. That is the goal. That is Mark Zuckerberg's entire goal with Facebook is groups and community and relationships. He wants everybody in them and he wants everyone in them every day. And if you're not doing that, you're not going to get much from Facebook. Okay. It, it groups is where it's at if you're using Facebook. Um, and I've used Facebook for over a decade or for however long they've come out with Facebook. And it's where I've got 100% of my sales and my clients and all of my opportunities has been Facebook groups and not another single thing. Okay. So anyone tells you they don't work, it's because they don't know how to do it. Um, but yes, they do work and they are scalable because you can hire people to do it for you. So at the end of the day, um, I want to be very clear about the audience growth thing, because this little thing that's happening in Facebook groups these days, it's not really an effective strategy for sales. Now, the entire reason that we grow our community is ultimately to create more clients and get more sales, right? Like that's most of us are not running businesses and growing our audiences for the sake of pure numbers, we ultimately want more clients and more sales with those numbers, right? So the strategy or the trend, because it's not really a strategy, it's a trend that's going on in groups right now, um, not one that I teach and not one that I do, is this little tactic. It's asking people to join your Facebook group if they want to come promote themselves. You see this everywhere in Facebook groups right now. Um, drop your Facebook group below and come join my group. It's pro you can promote every day. Join my group to promote yourself. Come join my Facebook group community and you can promote yourself to X amount of people. All of this stuff. Um, I will not ever partake in this tactic for multiple reasons. But one reason is my group itself, my Facebook group is very targeted. It's very specific. It's not for everyone and it's not for anyone. Um, it's for very specific people that meet a very specific set of requirements. 
that I have set forth for myself to help me identify what is a qualified lead versus just a regular lead. So this strategy that people are using to grow your group, I'm using air quotations, is only growing your group. So if you're someone who's like, I just want vanity metrics, I just want a large group and I don't really give a shit who's in there. I just want, I want vanity metrics. This is a great tactic for you. Go do it. For those of you who actually want to solve problems, be of service, and generate sales from your numbers, then that is not a good strategy. It's not a good tactic because you're not bringing qualified people. If you look at a lot of the groups, and we can all attest to this, if you look at the groups that have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, 200, 600,000, whatever people in them, that you look in there and there's a wide, a vast, wide, vast variety of the types of people in those groups. They're from all walks of life. They are all over the world. I mean, there's nothing targeted about it. And that is okay if what you do is for the whole world. And that is okay if you're just trying to build a group of vanity metrics, meaning just numbers, pure numbers, not qualified leads, but just pure numbers. If you're just building a group for the sake of getting as many people as you can into it, that's a great tactic for you. If you're trying to generate qualified sales, if you're trying to get clients and generate sales who are qualified people that have a problem that you solve and they are actively in the market looking to solve the problem, then that is not a strategy you want to use, right? It's not, you're not building a qualified group that way. And so we went into the importance uh, at the beginning of this podcast, this episode um, of why it's so important for you to understand the difference between qualified and unqualified. So that's that's just not a tactic I use when I'm teaching my clients organic strategy using Facebook uh, groups. And I don't use it myself. So I want to be very transparent about that right now. That is not the type of organic strategy that I teach or that I use or that I'm talking about when I say organic strategy. When I am teaching and talking about audience growth organically using social media, rather it be Facebook, Instagram, or whatever platform you're using, I'm talking about two things specifically. Okay, I'm actually talking about three things specifically, actually, when I think about this. Number one, you need to show up consistently and be visible. If no one knows that you exist or who you are, and you don't grow your audience, right? And you don't make sales. You need to show up as you. You need to be truly who you are and call in people that you want to work with versus just vanity metrics, right? So that's part of the group strategy is showing up consistently and being visible. It's not even about selling. The second thing is you need to provide value that's generous and genuine. Okay, give your best stuff for free. You cannot pull from your reciprocity bank if you haven't made any deposits first, right? You cannot go to your bank today and withdraw money if you haven't deposited any money. There's nothing to withdraw. Same thing with reciprocity in your business. If you're not given, you cannot take, okay? You don't get to do that. If you're not given, you don't get to take, because there's nothing for you to take. No one owes you shit. You haven't done anything for anybody else, period, okay? Reciprocity. It is the, it's the baseline of sales, reciprocity. If you want to ask of people, you better damn well give to people, okay? And you want to give first, and then you, you want to deposit, then you can withdraw, period. That's just the way it works. A bank works that way, so it's very logical. That doesn't apply um, 
Okay, that so that doesn't it doesn't make logical sense to to think you can withdraw something you haven't deposited. So give value, give your best stuff, build trust with people. And you do this and you're going to see results from just showing up and just being a helpful person of value. There's no need to ever, ever have to pitch a paid offer inside of a Facebook group. It doesn't even need to be a thing. And I hear this all the time. Oh, I can't pitch my paid offers. Um, I, I can't sell and promote in these groups. So I can't generate sales. Bullshit. I've never sold or promoted a paid thing in a group um, hardly ever. Maybe if they said promote your paid offer. Otherwise, I've never done that. And I generate all of my sales in every single one of my businesses. And I teach seven and eight figure companies how to do this with their sales teams. Yet we make millions of dollars. So no, that's not true. Okay. Number three, you got to position yourself as a go-to in your niche. You need to answer questions that people are asking. Show up and teach on topics that people want want, right, that they're asking for, that they want, that relate to what you do. So basically find problems and then solve them. That is sales. You're finding a problem and you're solving them. That's your ultimate job as a business owner. Go to places that your ideal clients are hanging out, find the problem, and then solve it with your content, your free value, and your conversations. This alone is what's going to create sales and you don't actually need to pitch yourself, okay? This, again, this is just understanding what sales really is. And that is what I teach when I am showing my clients to grow their audience organically. It is a system, guys. It's a system I've not only used for more than a decade on multiple platforms, but it's a system that I've been teaching to seven and eight-figure company owners, sales teams. It's a simple system, but it's almost, but like no one's doing it. No one's doing it. So talk to qualified people versus the masses and focus on proven metrics versus vanity metrics, not the same thing. Make decisions from the right place. And this is going to be critical to your sales numbers, guys. Okay. All right. Number three, I want you to pull in more conversations. So talk to the people that are in your ecosystem already that have raised their hand and they've joined your space at some point for some reason or another. So I call it, you know, tapping into your low hanging fruit. And looking at who do you already have in your database that you should be speaking to. So often I see, and I see this even in seven-figure businesses, we're so hyper-focused on vanity metrics, we forget to nurture and build relationships with the audience we've already built, with the people who have already raised their hands and have joined your group, opted in for your freebie, jumped on your email list. Maybe they've accepted your friend or your network request. People that are commenting or engaging on your content, right? These are people that are, low-hanging fruit. They've raised their hand. They put their ring, their hat in the ring, right? But we're so focused on vanity metrics, we don't even see the sales opportunities in front of us, okay? But sales don't come from content, and they don't come from us hoping. They come from building trusted relationships, and your audience is going to see you as a threat until they no longer do. So that means until you build a relationship and trust, so they need to see you as a trusted advisor, then you're a threat, okay? You're just a, a business owner trying to sell to them until you build a trusted advisor relationship with them. So your focus for generating more sales is that you need to get into conversations with your database, you need to qualify them, and you need to see if there's even a sale to be made to begin with. Do not make assumptions in business. Do not assume that because someone opts in or someone joins something that they are a buyer. People get into free shit all day, every day, all the time. That doesn't mean they're buying anything. You do not know if someone has a problem that they see as a problem that they want solved today that you can solve until you talk to them, until you get in a relationship or a conversation and build a relationship. You don't know that. 
You're assuming that because they signed up and opted in for something, they are going to buy from you or should buy from you. That is bad business and that's dangerous because that's not what that means. So until you have built that relationship and you've had that conversation with them, you don't know if there's a sale to even be made to begin with. So we need to find out, do they have the problem that you solve? And more importantly than that, do they see, do they, not you, do they see that they have a problem? And even more importantly than that, do they want to solve that problem right now? And if you don't know those answers, then you're probably getting objections. You're not getting yeses, okay? You're getting objections or you're getting silence, crickets. Your job is to find problems, talk to the qualified person, find out if they think they have a problem that's risky enough for them to invest to solve that problem right now or not. And that information is what determines your sales. That is where your focus should be every single day with every single person in your database. Now, there are a multitude of ways to do this and get this information, all of which I teach my clients. But before you start jumping and needing to know all the ways, you need to sit back. You've got to zoom out for a minute and you need to look at your systems. Okay? Um, How are you currently doing sales and marketing? These are not the same thing. What is your offer? What is your system for growing a qualified database? And what is your system for converting that qualified database into paying clients. We are going to talk a lot more about this. And I go into this on my Instagram. I go into this in my Facebook group. I go into this into the free resources and videos I send to my exclusive email list. So come find me, come connect with me, get in the places, get the resources, start to build your sales education and skill set so that sales is not the elephant in the room anymore for you. And you can, you can entertain a new challenge or obstacle in your business, not sales. It's the easiest part. Um, Hopefully this was helpful. I'd love to hear your feedback, your thoughts, your comments, um, what you found most helpful about this or a light bulb moment, an aha moment. I'd love for you to share. Um, I want to make sure that I am sharing uh, content that is super helpful and valuable for you. So if there is something you want to hear me talk about on the podcast or in my Facebook group or in any of the other ways that I share great value, um, let me know. Reach out to me. Send me DMs. I love DMs. Uh, Send me a DM and let's talk about it. I hope this was helpful. I'll see you guys soon.